Great comfort. Thanks once again for coming on The Herd Mentality. Looking forward to it? Oh, I think so. Firstly, let's start with your credentials. You are respected by... Atheists across the country. That's a big claim, Ray. That's your assertion. No, it's yours. What are your thoughts on evangelists in general? They can make a lot of money if they just stay true to the Bible. Hmm. So let's discuss the numbers. I'm not impressed by percentages. Yes, they're challenging when they go against one's opinions. That's right. Just because 60% say something's true or not true doesn't change truth. What? I think that's the smartest thing I've ever heard you say. Doesn't matter what I believe, if I get the whole world to agree with me, it doesn't change reality. My mind has been blown. That's the precedent. So now that we have something from which to work backwards, what did you get up to on the weekend? Being a psychopathic, drunken guy who wanted to kill his grandson. And... Ah, good. Now we're back on track. So let's talk some more nonsense. Of all the 3,800 gods catalogued at godchecker.com... We've got the real one. Hmm. I understand you believe that. Absolutely. But how can I know that too? You don't know it. Uh, no. So how do you know? Because I've got common sense. Can't argue with that logic. But on the topic of religion... The more people that move away from religion, the better. Religion never helped a soul. The world is full of different religions and people striving to get right with God by their own efforts. Very well. Now, could you demonstrate a contradiction in what you just said? Christianity is one of the great religions. I understand. Where do the atheists stand in all of this? Yeah, well... They need to respect Christians the same way they respect Muslims. The people, yes. The thinking processes, no, I disagree. I'm saying being religious cannot save a soul. Only faith in Jesus can. So, by definition, being religious. We're getting nowhere here. Would you be comfortable if we discuss the 8 horsepower solid gold butt plug? I don't find it offensive. Your thoughts on the latest upgrades with the silencer and scope? I find it very disappointing. Why do you say that? Those who have used it weren't satisfied? Because it made them feel uncomfortable. How would you describe the machine now? It's axiomatic. Would you consider upping the power output of the device? Serious repercussions if they did that. Very well. Ray Comfort, thanks for your time. Thanks for talking to me. me. Let me change my language and make it atheistic. Nature is absolute proof there is a maker. Nature couldn't create itself. For nature to create itself, it had to be pre-existent to make itself before it made itself, which is scientifically ludicrous. Spiritualist. That's better. Can you sound excited, though? What are you this month? Spiritualist. Oh, oh this, this is going to be a punishment. It... So what are you this month? <laughs> what the fuck's going on? I, I, You've asked me this question nine times. I know. I, know. I need to get a good copy of it. <laughs> so what? Are, what <laughs> so what are you this month? Welcome to the Herd Mentality, an eclectic weekly mix of atheistic, humanistic and scientific conversations with complete strangers. I've never met them and they've never met me, but we're throwing caution to the wind, taking a risk with a dodgy internet connection and, God willing, entertain you with some scintillating repartee. I'm your host, Questionable Adam, found on Twitter, Facebook and Google+. And it's time to meet our guests. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of the month. The religious terrorist joins us once again. Religious tea, how's your turban? It's in my drawer. It's in my subtle drawer. It's mm. um, it's well. It's very well. Mm. Didn't get a lot of work, did it? Got a bit of work. So you oh. have given up on the silly hats for a month. Yes. So what are you this month? I'm a spiritualist. Excellent. What headwear is involved in being a spiritualist? Zero headwear. Zero mm. headway, I'm afraid. Sounds like a cop-out. Well, it's either a cop-out because I'm not dying. It's either a cop-out because I'm not wearing a hat. It's just an entire cop-out. I will remind you, though, that this whole project was supposed to finish in February. Mm-hmm. So I'm already for four months finishing this fucking thing. 
<laughs> so you're, so yeah. you're really copping out by not finishing on time as well. <laughs> we need to really highlight this, listeners. So what's involved in being a spiritualist? Quite a few things. It's probably the only religion I've done so far where I've genuinely thought the people involved are mental. Um, <laughs> I've no other way to describe it. Ah. I've, I've never heard anything like it in my life. I thought it's... you were about to say heroin addicts, but uh, go on. <laughs> <laughs> I've never sat in a room full of people that actually frightened me. It's incredible. So the the last thing I did was uh, I went to an open circle. And in such an event, you sit in a, in a circle. So it's more of a closed circle than an open circle. So mm -hmm. they, they've already messed up there. Mm -hmm. And you take it in turns. First, they put on some whale music. So you sit and meditate <laughs> some whale music. Duck, duck, <laughs> duck, duck. And goose. There we go. Off we go. Circles open. <laughs> Circles open. And then they talk you through this path. You're not wearing any shoes, so you can feel the ground underneath you. And you're connected to the whole world. So they walk you down this path. You're going, oh, that's exciting. And then they just say, now, what do you see? And then they leave you for 15 minutes. Now, in that 15 minutes, I saw just the inside of my eyelids. <laughs> That was it. <laughs> they were exciting, don't get me wrong. Um, I've got really, really attractive You do. Inner they're, be they're beautiful. I've seen them. And, but you could have lifted your entertainment there a little by tattooing some Bible verses underneath those eyelids just to keep you <laughs> awake. Your face. <laughs> but why, why would you go and sit in a circle in a room with a bunch of other people listening to whale music and pretending to feel like you're walking through a forest with no shoes when... In fact, you could just go and walk through a forest with no shoes. It's the odd thing. It's the same thing with games where people like play virtual golf. Go and play golf. It's not that. It doesn't take that much more effort. Or you know, virtual darts. I mean, are you that lazy that even the game of darts knackers you? Go out, have a walk. Yeah, go and enjoy the countryside. Mm. Darts to me are a slippery slope sport. Once you get involved with darts, which involves basically zero exertion, what's next? Is it race car driving? <laughs> is it <laughs> is it lawn bowls? Electrics. <laughs> right. So we did that. I didn't feel anything, as with most of this, most of these things. I feel very little, emotionally numb. I think I've been. I've been a <laughs> pretty sure Linkin Park wrote a song about you. Yeah, it's true. Oh, classic reference there for the new metal fans. <laughs> Both of you listening. <laughs> Oh, yeah, everyone did that for about 15 minutes, and then um, she snapped everyone out. So I opened my eyes immediately, and then I realized everyone was having difficulty opening their eyes, and they were all in the clouds just away, and people would just open their eyes really slowly, as if they were confused that they were still in a room, because they'd been off to such faraway lands that, oh, don't tell me I'm still in that feckin' church again. <laughs> I thought I'd left. And honestly, it was the equivalent, I think, of watching a baby fall out of a womb. Just go, I oh. don't know where I am. This is all very confusing. <laughs> and there's lights and people. And so, um, Born again spiritualists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah not these other people. As soon as we all came to and just started asking questions, has anyone got any messages? Is that messages? What do, you, what do you mean? And someone put their hand up and started saying, yeah, I had a lovely walk down the path. Down I went some green. It split next to a river and I was walking down a river. And then there was a person there and his name was Tony. Does anyone recognize the name Tony? Oh. So someone put, put their hands up and they went, right, okay, Tony, he died probably. He passed. They say he passed. He didn't die. He passed into the spirit realm when he was, like, I don't know, 64, 65 or something like that. So a couple of people had hands down. One person <laughs> took their hand up and says, all right, it's, it's with you then. So Tony <laughs> wants to you. And then goes on to say all these things that are just really inane and almost to the point of, he says recently you've bought a new jumper. Is that true? And you're like, yeah, yeah, I have. That, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> Right, that's just a test, so we know that it's definitely accurate, and this can't be a lie because nobody buys a jumper. So uh, there's only one jump, jumper been sold 
in the entire world ever. So this must be accurate and true. And he said, recently you've been under a bit of stress. Well, everyone is. And she goes, yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah, my, my jumper had a hole in it or something like that. <laughs> That's how I got my arm through. <laughs> well played. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a dead joke there for you. So after all this cold reading or warm reading warm reading yeah what happened the person said oh yeah that all rings really true and then everyone goes oh you know thank you very much for passing on that message like no problem i'm happy to do it and then the person who leads the circle there's like a leader every time someone's had a reading apparently she was just having a kind of party where everyone had a dead relative go and talk to her so (laughs) she would then just add something else and i also get the name keith and they're like yeah we've heard of keith yeah he says hello and he hopes you're well but he said recently your sky plus box didn't record something or something (laughs) like that yeah we did have a problem didn't we yeah yeah we did yeah we'd we'd had too much stuff on and we set it for coronation street and it it didn't record so (laughs) we missed it we missed eva sharples and (laughs) they all just bring so much to it my favourite one when they were passing around so they all take it in turns so it's like pass the ball or hot potato or something when you got the hot potato you have to say that you've been talking to the spirit world tell it to someone and then the person who you've told it to gets a potato and then it's their go but the leader my favourite one uh, she was going around do you know what some things she said were vague some things were to me seemed a bit more concrete whether other people just didn't want to embarrass her because my favourite one (laughs) she said to someone someone like oh I'm getting the name Susan she was about 80 when she passed over the guy went no no that doesn't ring a bell <laughs> no she's like 80 susan i'm getting it's a friend not not a grandparent but maybe a friend of a grandparent but someone that when you were young you would have had a lot of contact with it's like no that that rings no bell at all and she goes well i don't take no for an answer anymore so you should go <laughs> home and look that up because you'd be surprised <laughs> <laughs> go and it. research your family tree <laughs> yeah go and search your family tree and don't come back with your negative <laughs> <laughs> don't grace my presence with your negative stupidity anymore so who did you get in touch with religious team oh it got to me and no one i just kind of showed up i've been to, i've been to a few things at that church before um but this was the first open circle i went to and so it got to me and it's just like um so how did you get on because uh, you're the new person and so what did you feel so i said oh look it said <laughs> When you first started talking about a path, I imagined like a concrete path, like a, a path. But then you said, oh, no, we're actually on the grass. So that threw me. And then I had no idea after that. I didn't see any colours. No one spoke to me. <sighs> a bit uneventful, really. And she went, oh, that's OK, because these powers will develop. Powers. These powers will mm. develop if I go and sit in a circle with people <laughs> who are mainly 70 years old. <laughs> and swap and name stories about sky pluses and, <laughs> and jumpers. Knitting, yeah. Is the spirituality arrangement that you were involved in, are they involved in any door-to-door proselytizing? No, no. I mean, I spoke to someone at the end because she turned to me and she said, so what brought you here? And in every other single place, I've kind of said, I'm interested in it or something like that. But I couldn't for the life of me bring myself to say I'm interested in it because it was so mad. I didn't want that. I didn't want to be tired with the same mad brush. So I just said, I'm writing a book. So I I came to find some stuff out about religions. She was quite open, really. She just said, I don't really see myself as religious. It's not a religion per se. It's just I can communicate with another realm and I want to be able to pass those messages on to those who are there for. So you go, fair enough. So she told me to go and see a psychic medium. Of course. Get my own reading. (laughs) Yep. She recognised a good one for me. I haven't been able to get in touch with her. I got a number, I phoned her, I've texted her, I've got nothing. So no, she can if she was communicate that... with the dead, but she can't <laughs> communicate with a fucking living. It's ridiculous. If she was that good religious tea, wouldn't she have called you first? <laughs> no, this is, she is that good, apparently, because <laughs> she, the woman who, the person I met in this open circle who recommended me to her just said, uh, I actually went to her last week and she told me 
that I'll be meeting a and there you are. Oh. <laughs> it's spooky, isn't it? I heard the X-Files music playing in the background at the same time. That's brilliant. What are the chances? It was pretty good, eh? N- no Susans. Plenty of <laughs> And I'd bought a jumper. Oh, we've just given away your real name, too. <laughs> you can beep it out. Beep it out. Okay, I'll do that. No problem. Okay. <laughs> so, as with any business, any religion, if it's not growing, it's shrinking. Yeah. How do they get new members? Well, the kind of research I've been doing on the, you know, and the census and so on about the changes in religions and how it's been growing and declining or whatever, most people seem to think that some kind of spirituality is on the rise because people are less inclined to have rigid religious rules anymore, that they realize that actually you can get along quite well, you know, just pottering about being fairly nice. And that's pretty much all the rules you need. Mm-hmm. So spirituality is probably on the increase. But what that means, I have no idea. A spiritualist is something a little bit different in that they're pretty much their entire religion is there's a spirit realm and those spirits want to communicate with the physical realm. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of my relatives didn't want to talk to me when they were alive. <laughs> so it's unlikely. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think they'd want to say to you now, religious tea? Oh, I think disappointment. <laughs> You don't need dead people to tell you that. You just come on this show. Double barrage, isn't it? I tell you for free. <laughs> I know. So that's what they do as well. Bring disappointment to everyone I know or used to know. So in the whole month, you went for a walk down a path in your mind, looked at the back of your eyelids and sat in a circle. I did more. Okay. Enlighten me. I went to a psychic fair. Right. Mrs. T had the car that day. Off she went to Cabra's World. I declined the offer to go to Cabra's World and instead went to this psychic fair, which was in a place called (laughs) Sutton Coldfield, which, just to put it in relative terms, is worse than Mordor. (laughs) I've never been to a more horrible place in my entire life. It's halfway between Manchester and suicide, isn't it? It's fucking horrible. Absolutely horrible. Took me two hours to get there because it was a Sunday. Trains were less reliable than usual. So I got there, found it on the map where to go, walked through Sutton Coldfield. Just, I didn't even want to have my phone out with my GPS on because I thought I'd get robbed. (laughs) So I had to to listen to the directions on headphones. So so I'd be relatively safe. So I walked in there and it just got worse as soon as I got out of the tower and center. It looked like if Skynet became self aware. This is how the world would look. <laughs> Just a dive. If any listeners are from something in Coldfield, um, sorry. I'm not sorry for saying it. I'm sorry that you live there. It's hard. Anyway, got to the place. It took me about 20 minutes from the train station because I kept having to duck for shelter and run away from people. <laughs> and Dodge the beer bottles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were that religious too. Fuck off. <laughs> um, I got there and it was closed. And it was closed due to lack of interest. Oh, right. <laughs> I Why thought, didn't no. I see it coming. Oh, well, here's what I saw coming using my psychic powers. I thought you were about to make the joke that everyone's seen the meme of the psychic festival closed due to unforeseen circumstances. Unforeseen circumstances, yeah. yeah. But, but it actually happened. <laughs> due to lack of interest. Hmm. I was so angry for about two minutes and then I realised, actually, this means I can just leave. I can just leave. <laughs> it's a blessing in disguise. How do you think the people listening to this might feel? Would they be happy if this discussion was closed due to lack of interest? <laughs> <laughs> Would you count this as a victory? 
I think I found some nice stuff out. They have kind of spiritual services as well. So almost like a church service in that you, you have hymns and you have a sing-along and then they invite a medium to come and play the room. So you must have seen people like this who go to the front of the room, then they just say, oh, I've got someone on my back shoulder. I think it's over in that side of the room. And then they, they do readings for people. But you find out when you talk to people afterwards, because what she says was actually, that's actually all right. And then you find out she's been there before <laughs> and she knows people. So all she sees <laughs> she's been is going just going through their mail. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So you know what? Part of me thinks that was a bit impressive. Mm. Is there a Mrs. Lytton Hitchens here who owes 64 quid on her phone bill this month? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Hello, Mrs. Lytton Hitchens. Come up. Let's let's talk. (laughs) What's the most beneficial thing you'll be taking away from a month of spirituality? Mm. Um, there's nothing it, mm. it's, <laughs> this it, interview <laughs> this interview is the best thing that happened in the month the people were lovely I mean they were doing no harm they were sat in a circle they weren't doing it for money I think you had to pay like a pound or two pounds to sit in when really that's probably how much the cup of tea and the electricity costs for the, <laughs> for the night so they're not doing it for money it's causing no harm they're genuinely nice people they were all chatty they were all friendly you could tell that this was their best night that they would come out they all dressed up and they came to chat to each other and, and the dead and <laughs> There's no harm in that, really, is there? Mm. I think. One thing I was interested to find, because I, I used to Ouija board for the first time right. uh, in my life. I mean, I grew up on, when I was young, things that my dad liked, which were either Faulty Towers and Monty Python or The Exorcist. The Exorcist was his favourite film. It was his best day. So there's a part of me that's a bit unsure about using a Ouija board as well. And everyone I've spoke to, and I said that I'll be doing a Ouija board, even if they didn't believe in any kind of spirit world or anything like that, still was like, I don't think you should. And I don't know why. I don't know why that is. It's weird that people are so afraid of something that they don't even believe in. Mm. Um, but anyway, fuck all happened. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's just me on my own for 20 minutes. Nothing. Well... Nothing. No one wants to talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) When I was growing up, I very rarely speak about any of my experiences, but my family were nuts. Not my dad. He was quite happy to go out and weld something in the shed. But my mum and my grandmother would have a whole bunch of people come over for a meditation group. I tried to do it once. I had exactly the same experience you did. Nothing happens. The only time stuff happens is when you make it up. It's true. (laughs) But you always wonder, like, have you missed something out? When I was first exposed to any kind of religion, so which which would have been school, mm-hmm. you kind of sat in an assembly hall and everyone bows their head and prays and you feel nothing and you think maybe it's something that you're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you had the same feeling. So did you feel any almost regret that it wasn't working? Or I think I was more relieved that I didn't have to tolerate any more of that. <laughs> <laughs> At the age of seven. Mom, this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Life's too short. I'm off to do it. But they, they did crystal healing. Uh, oh, I think right. when they worked out, that didn't work. I might even have my mum on this show one day to talk about... I think you should. ...these experiences. I know Does she still subscribe? I don't know if she still listens. I haven't spoken to her about it in a while. She's very busy now. She's retired. Subscribe to yeah. the religions, not your 10th rate podcast. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't think so. I think she likes to think that there's something there. But she gets it. She gets that there's a real world world and that sort of takes priority <laughs> yeah that's that's probably the best way i've ever heard of putting it <laughs> there might be another world but at the moment this has to be the priority <laughs> so spirituality is it going to be around in 20 years yeah absolutely it's it's not the oldest religion i think it's fairly new it's a branch off of christianity when people decided that they could talk to the dead and then do you know what? It's history is littered with frauds and charlatans and and uh, and that those kind of things. So it will carry on because people want to be able to say bye to loved ones and to invent a way of being able to do that seems wholly sensible to me. As, as mad as it is, 
Mm. If you've got unresolved things, then pretend you can talk to them, pretend you can say it. Why not? Mm. Or do what I do and take the advantage to say goodbye to the living before they die. Just all the time. Yep. Would that get not a bit disheartening after a while? Mm. Goodbye. If you're saying to you. <laughs> see religious tea. Yeah, but see, but see, when I have a discussion with you, there's a very good chance if you go into some crazy religion, you're most likely going to die over the next month. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. So what is your next religion? Do you know what? I've got two more. I've got two more. So my next one is Mormonism. Oh, this will be good. I hope so. And then the one after that is Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a way of ending nicely, I think. Just go and use your force powers on the doors at the supermarket. <laughs> I can do that. I can hum and whistle at the same time, which is almost almost brilliant. Oh, that'll be good. That'll be the best bit of this interview. Let's hear it. <laughs> Ouch. Thanks for that. With uh, Mormonism, I can point you, because I know you've been very busy this last month, but you will possibly have missed somebody who's reading the Book of Mormon as a podcast and offering a little bit of atheist commentary on it. Ah. It's called the My Book of Mormon podcast. That could be quite good. So, Religious T, have you got any final thoughts to offer us? Any advice for budding spiritualists out there? If you speak to my grand. Tell her hello. All right. Probably not going to happen. <laughs> very well. Well, Religious T, thank you very much once again for coming on this third-rate show to talk about your 10th-rate experiences, and we look forward <laughs> to hearing next month about your adventures in Mormonism. I look forward to it. We won't. All the best. <laughs> Cheers, Adam. Bye-bye. Herd mentalists, hear me, questionable Adam here from the year 2074, communicating to you via Deepak Chopra's recently perfected cosmic telepathy protocol from a payphone in Bolivia. In this alternate timeline, the World Health Organization is operated solely by the Catholic Church. Pope Testicles the 27th has decreed a fatwa on vaccinations and polio is now the world's number one killer. The logs show that in the last 60 years of podcasting, I very nearly succeeded in making the show sustainable. But you can help. Head to patreon.com slash herdmentality and contribute a dollar or more per episode. Just like Jens, Potato Head Katrina, Scott, Jeremy, Cregan and Donovan did this week. Such wise individuals understand they're both helping me create sustainable entertainment, whilst 10% of the income from the show goes to Kiva.org to help women in developing countries. Last week, the Herd Mentality assisted Anakol to buy a new cattle in Tajikistan, bringing the total number of loans to eight people in eight different countries. Remember, past questionable Adam thanks you very much. If you do enjoy the show but lack the dollars to send, I'd love to see more terrible reviews for the show on iTunes or Stitcher, as it really helps grow the audience back in the dark ages of 2014. This is Future Questionable Adam, signing out. Heard mentalists down the line with me, I've got Diana back once again. Hello. Hello. Let me just give out your Twitter handle. It's at an underscore atheist underscore teen. There's a lot of underscores there. What would you like to underline? <laughs> I made the account very quickly before I went to my last day of school the other day. That's where that came from. So what's happened at school recently? Besides the part where people would kind of stare at me and say rude things to me or not want to approach me, that has gotten a lot better. I think people kind of realize that I'm not actually a spawn of Satan and I won't spew fire at them if they say <laughs> one word to me. You know, it's gotten a lot better. I had a girl come up to me. 
she's a very smart girl, one of the smartest in my class. And I had heard some people talking, making rumors that she was an atheist. And I have about 98 people in my sophomore class and about 500 people total in my entire school. It's very small. So I kind of went up to her and I was like, hey, I'm hearing these things. Is it true? And she said, yeah, well, hearing about people picking on you for being an atheist, I kind of wanted to see, you know, why does Diana think this way? Why does she really want to be an atheist? Why does she identify with that? So she said that she read the Bible and then her words decided that it was bull crap. And um, That's not what you said to me off air. <laughs> yeah. And she was just like, I never really realized that it was that horrible and that non-true because she's very smart, very scientific. And she had always just gone with whatever anyone had told her when she was younger. And she said that now she identifies with atheism. And um, I thought that was really great. It made me feel really good that I could take one step even going through all that horrible stuff at school. Someone heard and thought, wow, why does she think that way? And was smart enough to do their research and you know, that kind of makes the whole entire thing worth it. It does. You've really taken one for the team here because, gosh, I've been plugging away at this, producing a podcast for a year now. I don't think I've converted anybody. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, I've still got my work cut out for it. And you did it in a matter of months. Well done. <laughs> Fair enough. There was quite a bit of bullying, but that is very good news to hear that that's died down significantly. Definitely. It also helped me realize who my true friends are. Actually, another very good friend of mine, her name is Rachel, and my other good friend is Laura. And then they're pretty much my two only really good friends that I know I can go to with anything. And Rachel and I talk a lot about religion. And she is definitely on the cusp. Like, she identifies more with atheism than anything else. My goal is not to convert my friends. I don't want to make them try to think one way, but I just tell them whatever I'm thinking and reasons that I do. And Rachel's also very smart. And same with Lauren. They both are not religious, and maybe that's why I get along with them so well. But going through that bullying thing... It really helped me filter out who was my good friend and who wasn't. It just showed me these are the friends that love me no matter if I'm a Catholic or a Satanist or an atheist. It just, <laughs> it wouldn't matter. And I think it was a very necessary step for me to go through to see what life is like when you can actually trust the people around you. It's very odd that atheists typically were pretty honest people mm -hmm. and we're the most distrusted minority in society. I agree. <laughs> the next step in your education, will you be joining a secular humanist group? I would love to. I actually have been kind of thinking, and it might be a little far-fetched, but there's a group at my school called my school name, and then their um, group is the Federal like Association of Christian Athletes, something like that. And um, every Thursday, they have like a worship at school. And it's not endorsed by my school or anything, but they still have it at school. So I was kind of thinking, what if I would start making a organization that is just kind of promotes tolerance and accepts all religions. And then my school is also very small minded when it comes to gay rights and all that kind of stuff. So what if I just made a club that was tolerant, accepted gays, said that you can worship whatever you want and just take it a step from there. And I think I would have enough people that would want to do that and join. So I'm going to try to push for that next year. It wouldn't have to be endorsed by my school, but I could still hold meetings in a classroom or something. So I think I want to try to do that next year. Fantastic. You guys will have to record your discussions and send them through as clips for this show. Oh, that's a good idea. I'll have to do that, yeah. Excellent work, Diana. Okay, is there anything else you'd like to add? Life is pretty good right now. Just got off school and I have two months to myself and not worrying about school. So that's pretty good. Very well. Well, I'll pray for you. Diana, <laughs> all the best. Thank you very much for coming on and giving us an update. It's good to hear oh, you. Oh, no, thank better. you. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Raygate, the adventures of Ray and Rayleigh.
Oh, nice. Good morning, Raylene. What's the matter? Oh, I had a terrible dream. I woke up this morning and I'd had an atheist thought. Uh, Ray, that's a nightmare. That's not a dream. It, it was a nightmare. What happened? It was terrifying. The, the fact that it was a thought was also terrifying, but an atheist thought? Oh, Ray, would you like me to hold you? No. no. Oh. No, I'm really worried about this, Raylene. It's been a while since we've been vaccinated against atheism. This is true. Let me just check um, our vaccine schedules. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, oh, Ray. What? We're six months overdue for our atheist vaccines. This is terrible. Oh, no. We're at risk. Where's Bill and Melinda Gates when you need them? We've got to rectify this, Ray. Right. Well, who do we go to when we need vaccinations against stupidity? I did see something about this woman who's an expert on vaccines. Uh, hang on, um, hang on, hang on. A woman who's an expert? What's going on? I know it's unusual. I mean, other than me, you mm-hmm. know, there are other intelligent women out there. Mm-hmm. Unlikely, um, but go on. Jenny McCarthy? Jenny McCarthy? I, She's the vaccine expert. She was on Oprah. I mean, everything on Oprah is absolutely bona fide true. Uh, yes. So, shall I give her a call, Ray? Oh, absolutely. Get her on the electric telephone. Yes. Jenny, this is Raylene. I'm Ray Comfort's assistant. I understand that you are the absolute expert in voice on vaccinations? Absolutely. Ray and I are overdue for our atheism vaccines, and um, Ray started to become symptomatic yesterday. He had a dream about atheism. I'm really concerned. Well, would you like me to come over? And We have a brand new vaccine that is 100% effective against atheism. I'm just a little bit concerned. Are there any side effects? Of course not. This is a perfect vaccine. See, we got together with some of the top experts. Ken Ham helped us with this. Uh, William Lane Craig. Pat Robertson even prayed over it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. That sounds tremendous. (laughs) Well, if it's got some Pat Robertson prayer in there, then nothing can go wrong. We call it Goddessil, and it's 100% effective against atheism, Satanism, demonism, and evolutionism. And acne. (laughs) Okay, all right. I think that's got to be done. I mean, you know, I'm really concerned about Ray. Can we see you later on today? Half past three? Absolutely, I'll be there. Goodbye. No problem. Bye-bye. Hello, you must be Dr. McCarthy. Hi, yes. Do come in. We've been expecting you. I'm really concerned about Ray. He's really deteriorated since we last spoke. He's starting to sound rational. I think I understand why there might be monkeys. (laughs) Oh, no. I kind of worked it out. This is worse than we could have hoped. Perhaps we share a common ancestor. What's going on? Ray, how could you say such things? It's all become so clear. I don't know what's going on. Is it possible we shared a common ancestor? No, Ray. Stop. Is it- Quickly, Jenny McCarthy. Well, let's get out the needles. Rayling, you go ahead and make up a tray. And Ray, we'll just need you to go ahead and hike up your uh, your your pants legs so that we can reach your knee. Oh, oh ha- ha- hello, Dr. McCarthy. Uh, r- right, so you've got some sort of injection. Yes, it's Goddessel, and it's going to help you against these horrible atheist thoughts. Right, but also cure my back knee. Yes. Excellent. Where are we popping this needle? As I say, just go ahead and pull up your pants legs. Uh, Raylene, do you have the needle? It's right here. So if you're ready, we're going to go ahead and administer the shot right here in the kneecap. Oh, oh, the cloudiness is coming back. Oh, 
Ah, oh, what a relief. How do you feel about common monkey now, Ancestors Ray? Um, I, I don't understand why there are still monkeys. Oh, thank God. What an effective vaccine that is. So, Raylene, are you ready for yours? Always ready for a prick. Hurry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, bend over. We'll go ahead and administer yours in the bum. Don't point that thing at me. <laughs> I feel better already. Oh, my goodness. It's good to be back to this 6,000-year-old Earth in its reality. Oh, what a relief. Thank you, Jenny McCarthy. Oh, it's my pleasure. And when you guys are ready for a booster, just give me a call. You said no side effects, right? No, no. Oh, absolutely not. As I say, this is Godacil. It is 100% perfect. It's infallible. Right, okay. It's just I've got some funny twitching, Mm. but... mm. I can't feel my left eye. (laughs) Is, Is this a normal side effect? As I say, there are no side effects. You must be experiencing something else. Oh. I have to catch a plane. Bye. I've got questions. (laughs) Raylene, time for a cup of tea? Uh, That'd be lovely, Ray. Are you making it? No. no, Don't be ridiculous. (laughs) Oh, Ray, please. I don't feel very well. I've got a funny feeling down below. I don't mean to be alarmist, but I I think I'm frothing at the gas. Oh, what? You've become promiscuous from the atheism vaccine. For something that doesn't have side effects, this isn't very good. You're more attractive than usual. I really want to ravish you. Oh, yeah. Well, I feel like flying Qantas. I want to fly Qantas. I'll only ever fly Qantas. Right, you're autistic. I'm able to count properly. One, two, three. What's going on? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ray with autism. (laughs) <laughs> that would be so perfect That's so wrong <laughs> Alright, well bend over We'll go ahead and administer yours in the bum Oh, I say I usually have someone buy me a drink first Oh, <laughs> God <laughs> Okay, whatever the vaccination sound you're going to insert Go ahead <laughs> It should sound really absurd <laughs> <laughs> I, might, I think it might be a lightsaber. <laughs> Ray turns into Ray, man. <laughs> yeah, Let something me... about coordinating people on three different continents. Mm, Gosh. It's, a, it's hard work. And it's, it's also awkward because I'll say a joke. And then there's sort of this second and a half while we're waiting for the ping, like the, the response time for the, the delay. Right. The lag. <laughs> or maybe it's just her slow brain. No, I'm not sure. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Do you know what? It's really late and I've got to go to work tomorrow mm-hmm. and I stayed up for you to do your stupid show as per always. <laughs> it was supposed to be a one-off like eight months ago and here I am shackled <laughs> to this podcast. To living Tennessee. But it's a public service announcement. It's a community project, Raylene. Oh, it's like a community punishment that we inflict <laughs> upon your listeners every week. I don't know how they put up with us, to be honest. You know, as an atheist, I keep praying that Raylene will have a car crash and die, so I don't have to do this anymore. <laughs> Maybe Rusty Bucket? That'd be a... Trench Fanny. Yeah, tr- She'd get Ray- <laughs> Raylene would get Trench Fanny. <laughs> Help! Help, Ray! My fanny's rotting! Qu- quick, someone get the WD-40. <laughs> well, good Bye. night, Ray. I'm sorry. Raw. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
I'm at Coalesce79, aka Benjamin Dodds. I'm an Australian poet. This poem is from my latest book, Regulator. Two books. If a sudden strange amnesia were to befall us all, and a fresh new generation, true tabula rasa children, sired of ultimate innocence, were to rise, they would laugh and shake their bell-clear heads to read dusty tales of risen corpses and disproportionate paternal anger over stolen fruit. And down the years when one of them unsure took up an old book from which he began to glean a trust in the idea of a lonely being who created man exactly as he still appeared, who drowned all but two of every kind and still monitored silently keeping daily scores for all, the others would set this person down and hand him another book, one not yet written when our own antecedents first entertained such ideas. Therein he would find unshakable solace in the knowledge that of all possible permutations of individual life, his own came about when uncountable others did not. Seek awe in that, and he need never seek it elsewhere again.